In this episode of the Legendary Life Podcast, diet versus exercise, which one is better for burning fat? And unless you've been living in the wilderness with no Wi-Fi access, then you know that both diet and exercise are critical for maintaining your well-being as well as your waistline. But although changes in body weight are used by most people to tell if their diet and workout program are working, visceral, visceral sorry, adipose tissue, or VAT for short, is more relevant to your health and a stronger predictor of disease and death. And in case you haven't heard about visceral adipose tissue before, you're not alone. Many people don't understand the distinctions between different types of fat. In fact, there are actually quite a few types of fat, but here we're going to discuss the two that we're going to be concerned about for this episode. Subcutaneous adipose tissue. What is that? The fat that is underneath your skin. If you grab your skin around the place where you store the most fat. And for me, that would be my belly, right? So I grab my skin, I can feel my skin and I can feel the muscle underneath and I can feel in between my skin and my muscle, there is some fat. And unfortunately, there's a little bit more there for me today than I've had in my past because I've had to restructure my workouts and I'm actually doing a type of workout that isn't so supposed to burn fat and build muscle as much as get me in shape to do specific exercises. By the way, which is not what I do with my clients. I have them on something different, but I'm trying to heal my injuries. So anyway, I know that was a bit of a tangent there. So there's two types of fat, the subcutaneous adipose tissue that I just walked you through. Then there's the visceral adipose tissue, and that's the fat that surrounds your internal organs. So again, if you touch your skin right around your belly, and then you feel that fat in between it, you should be able to feel the muscle underneath, especially if you make your abdominals hard, and you should feel the skin and the fat in between your skin and your muscle. But underneath that muscle around your organs is where the visceral adipose tissue gets stored. And this stuff, oh wow, it's super, it's, it's super terrible. If you've ever seen someone who doesn't really have much to pinch on their abdominal, like that subcutaneous fat, but they still have a bulging belly, that's a good chance that they have a lot of visceral fat. And let me tell you, while having excess amounts of subcutaneous fat isn't good, having too much visceral fat increases your chances of developing diabetes, having heart disease, and even death. And there's big differences. It's not just where the fat is stored. There's actually uh, what you would call uh, structural or anatomical differences between the types of fat that we're talking about here. And compared to the subcutaneous fat, visceral fat has more blood vessels, has more nerves, contains a larger number of inflammatory and immune cells, has more stress hormone receptors, has more male sex home hormone receptors. 
Uh, visceral fat is more metabolically active. It's more sensitive to what's called lipolysis. That means the breaking down of fat cells to release fatty acids into your body. It is also more insulin resistant. And like I mentioned above, higher levels of visceral fat is a stronger predictor of disease and death than subcutaneous fat. So it's a big deal. And let's go over a couple things. It has more stress hormone receptors. I can't really speak to that one, but it has more male sex hormone receptors. Something really interesting is that we produce testosterone, both men and women, right? Um, and male sex hormone, that's when someone says that they're, they're called the androgens and, and they're talking about testosterone or dihydrotestosterone, uh, those types of hormones. And why would fat cells have more male sex hormone receptors or androgen receptors? Well, I'll tell you one thing, and I can't confirm this because I'm not an expert in visceral fat physiology, but something to consider is that your body ch changes testosterone into estrogen. It's called aromatization, and it happens in fat cells. And when I read this, I was like, hmm, I wonder if this visceral fat causes more testosterone to be aromatized, aka, or uh, also known as, what I mean is uh, aromatized, other, otherwise known as uh, turning testosterone into estrogen. So this stuff is terrible, right? And it, like I said, it, uh, it's a better indicator of developing diabetes, having heart disease, and even mortality, morbidity, right? So now that I have you more concerned than ever about your body fat, let's talk about whether diet or exercise is better for getting rid of this nasty stuff. And to answer this question, because I don't want to just give you my opinion, I want to talk about a recent meta-analysis of 117 studies that was performed to determine this very thing. And in case you're not f familiar with uh, meta-analyses, they are a combination. It looks at the combination or it looks at the results of a lot of studies to make more meaningful statistical uh, analyses. So in other words, if there's one study saying something, okay, there's a study that says something. But one of the, the aspects of science is that studies are reproducible. And studies done on the same topic should show similar results, right? And that's what this is. It's a combination. It's an, an analysis of 117 studies. And I'll put the link to it in this article because it's actually more of like a 500... 43 character or word, sorry, article than, than just, uh, just show notes. So the links to that, as well as to diving, uh, as well as a link to diving into more, I can't speak English today. Very sorry. Uh, as well as a link to something that will describe the physiology of visceral fat and compare it to subcutaneous fat. So what did this meta analysis find? It found that both exercise and diet caused uh, loss of visceral fat. 
It also found that diet caused larger weight loss than exercise, which is something we've heard a lot about before, right? That exercise is not great at causing weight loss, which we'll get into what that means in a second. The study also found that exercise caused a greater decrease in visceral fat than diet did. Okay, so wrap your head around that. Diet caused more weight loss, but didn't, uh, it didn't cause a significant loss of uh, visceral fat like exercise did. Exercise wasn't as great at actually lowering the number on the scale, but it caused a greater decrease in visceral fat. Very important. And to, uh, to simplify that even further, both exercise and diet reduce visceral fat. Despite more weight being lost from diet, exercise tends to work better for reducing visceral fat. And something that you want to keep in mind is that total body weight loss does not necessarily reflect changes in visceral fat and may be a poor measure in general when you're trying to evaluate your diet, the effects of your diet, the effects of your exercise program, or the, you know, you, the scale is a very general tool and it gives you general information. Oh, your weight is lower. Oh, your weight is higher. That's why I tell everybody to keep a measurement of not just their, their weight on the scale, but also their midsection. And um, for guys in particular, obviously some women store their fat around their hips that would be a bit different, but you want to make sure that those areas are changing if you're, if you're trying to lose body fat because you're not trying to lose weight. You want to lose weight, just, um, just stop drinking water or take off your clothes before you weigh yourself. Those are easier ways to get rid of weight, right? But that's not what I'm talking about. And you know, I'm being a bit facetious. I'm just trying to get you clear. You want to lose body fat. Because weight doesn't always tell the whole story. In fact, it never tells the whole story, actually. So let me give you my take on reading this meta-analysis. This is what I've been saying for years when people tell me that they're on a diet to lose weight. And when I ask them, well, what about exercise? They're like, no, I'm just trying to lose weight. I'm not really trying to, you know, get in shape. And what I tell them is like, there's no way around it. You have to do both. You can't just diet. You can't just do exercise if you want to uh, have the best of both worlds. You've got to do a combination of both to get you on the right track. And the thing that's easiest to do is to start exercising because changing your eating habits, that can be a bit difficult for some people. Obviously, it depends on the person because you're asking to change something that you're already doing versus to start a new activity. And once you start the habit of exercise, it's, it's just very different. And that's what I've seen success with my clients. That's the thing I focus on first. When someone comes to me, I even have clients who tell me, listen, I'm not going to eat any differently than what I'm doing right now. I have no interest in changing my diet. I said, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm not concerned about that right now. I want you to start with exercise. And as we go along with the exercise program, we'll start evaluating your nutrition. There's much more 
emotional stuff that you got to deal with when when it, when it comes to nutrition, especially with all the like religious like adherence to certain philosophies, right? Like paleo people or vegetarian people or you know the people who believe in cleanses and detoxes. Yeah, I had a client tell me she was going to do the master cleanse. I was like, oh, God, all right, whatever. And uh, she actually never ended up doing it. Um, Side story. But you've got to do a combination of both. And the thing is, if you want to be healthy, exercise is where it's at. Because you can actually be overweight, but be in good shape. And that's better off, right? And we know that exercise does amazing things. We know that exercise burns calories while you do it. And sometimes after, if you do resistance training or high intensity uh, interval training because of what's known as the afterburn, which is scientifically called EPOC, excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. That just means, that's just a fancy way of saying after you hit that hard workout, Your tissues need more oxygen, and that is what causes the calories to burn more, okay? So it causes you to burn more calories, that excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. We also know that exercise builds muscle, which is the ultimate calorie-burning tissue. Having more muscle on you is like going from a V6 to a V8 or a V12, it simply takes more gas to to drive down the street in a V12 than it does a V6. Why? Because it's inefficient. It's inefficient. And while that's not good for the environment driving around, everybody driving around V12s, when it comes to our bodies, we live in an abundance of calories, right? An abundance of food. So it's much... And also an abundance of uh, seated workplaces, right? We're all sitting, so we're not burning calories. We don't move enough. So it's critical to become an inefficient calorie-burning machine by putting more muscle on you. Muscle also makes you look better. I can't tell you how many times people are like, well, I lost the weight, but I, I wasn't happy with the way I looked. I was like, that's because you have no muscle. Your muscles aren't really developed. Your butt's flat. You have no arm muscles. Your chest muscles are small. Your abs aren't developed. I mean, what you're uncovering something that isn't that great to begin with. You've got to sculpt some muscles, right? And of course, I'm not telling you you have to look a certain way. I'm telling you if you're trying to look a certain way, you have to do what works. So we also know that resistance training exercise makes you more sensitive to insulin. And that's a huge one for people who are uh, more resistant to insulin, right? The metabolic, uh, I can't even remember what it's called, metabolic syndrome, right? So it also reduces your risk of heart disease. Exercise also keeps your mind sharp. And you know that because you've been listening to the show for a while, but I was just reading it and I had a, a conversation with someone recently. So that's why I sound a little ranty. Um, So what do I recommend for exercise? And you've probably listened to my episodes on uh, the the top exercise myths. And you probably listened to the episode, like the top seven principles for getting results from exercise. But here's something really simple. 
Do two to four days of strength training. What type of strength training? Could be anything. In fact, if you want a free workout, go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash free. Go to the workout, the, the free workout right there. Download it and start doing it. It's a free core workout. If uh, also, uh, but, but it could be any strength training workout like the guys in my CEO strength are doing, which I'll talk about more in a second, but also, so two to four days of strength training. And if you're going to do four days, make sure you have a program. Don't say, well, Ted said it was good to work out two to four days. So I picked four days because more is better. So I'm going to do a random workout, uh, four days a week in the gym. No, have some structure. You don't, that's how you get in trouble with plateaus and injuries and lack of results because you're not doing the right things. So two to four days of strength training, two to four days of aerobic exercise. You want to, uh, if you want to know all about the benefits of aerobic exercise, which do not come from high intensity interval training or circuit training, you cannot do cardio with weights, right? You, you can make yourself breathe faster you can make, you know, be huffing and puffing with weights, but you can't get the aerobic benefits of weights uh, uh, from weight training, at least the way most people do it. I could talk about a way you could do it with weights, but that's, I don't want, I want to keep things simple. So um, if you could lift weights in your target heart rate zone for 20 to 30 to 45 minutes, that's, that's what you could do. But uh, that that's for another <laughs> that's for another time. So what am I talking about? Get on an elliptical, go walking, go hiking, go paddle boarding, go. Uh, what I like though is aerobic exercise. I, what I recommend for people to do is go, get into the gym, get on the treadmill, get on the bike, or get out on the road on a bike, but so, sometimes the road, it gets hard because you can't keep your heart rate up and you need to keep your heart rate at the right zone and you gotta keep it there for a while to get the benefits of, uh, to get all the benefits of aerobic exercise, right? Because if you do paddle boarding, sometimes it gets harder, sometimes it gets easier. If you're riding your bike around the uh, neighborhood, you gotta make sure that you stop at stop signs, especially if you live here in Miami Beach where people drive crazy. So I really recommend being more structured with your aerobic exercise. You could also hit a bag if you're into hitting heavy bags, do some martial arts, but you gotta keep it con uh, constant and you gotta keep your heart rate up. You can't have it up for five minutes, then it comes down for a few minutes, then it goes back up. That's not gonna give you the results that you're looking for, the best results when it comes to aerobic exercise. It's better to have like a program, right? And to go in there and do a aerobic workout. And it can be boring, but you know, that's where the great results are. So, and lastly, I wanna say, you just be more active in general, especially if you're not gonna be doing the aerobic exercise like I mentioned. Get your 10,000 steps in per day. Go paddle boarding, be more active, take walks, Get off the couch and go do something. Get out of your chair and go do something. Sitting is killing us. Someone said sitting is the new smoking. I can't tell you how much I, um, I, I like that saying because being sedentary, it's just, it, it is killing us. Although uh, I'll tell you what, I'm sitting right now. And by the way, sitting versus standing, some people are really into standing desks. It doesn't seem 
like it's that big of a difference. It really has to do with moving. So standing isn't moving. You're only using slightly more muscles. It's not the fact that you're you're, you're st sitting versus standing, it's that you're not moving. That's the big takeaway that I want you to get from that. So to sum this episode up, because it's going to be a quick one today, it's not enough to just watch what you eat. You must get up and move. And if you want to get the best results, you, you work out with weights, do strength training two to four days a week, you do two to four days of aerobic exercise and be more active in general. And if you want me to coach you to success, if you want to be part of our CEO strength program and you want to burn off that belly fat, you want to burn off and you want to lower the weight on the scale at the same time, right? Because that's what exercise and nutrition does. If you're on a good exercise program, if you're on a good nutrition program, that's what happens. Then go to legendarylifepodcast.com slash coaching and sign up because yes, I said we were doing the beta program and you know what? They've been at it. They're in their second week right now. People are doing really well. Um, we're getting some already some results with people because most of them have never been on a structured workout plan. Also, they're following a meal plan. And I'll tell you what, they're not even following all the things on the meal plan, right? They're not, they're, they're not following everything a hundred percent, but they're following the workouts. They're following getting in their steps. They're following getting in their glasses of water and the other things that they're doing. And that's enough. It, you don't have to be perfect. If you're doing 70% or 80% of everything that I have you do in the CEO strength program, you're going to get great results. Not even just good, but great results. So again, if you want to be part of that, we are starting a second beta test group to get more people in on this before we take it to the next level. And we're not even sure what that's going to be but it may involve more people. So less coaching from me one-on-one, or it may involve a higher price. So that's, uh, I don't want to say it's not good because I think it's totally worth it. But if you get in now, you're, you're getting a ton of value right now. So go to legend. If you, if you're interested in that, go to legendary at coaching slash coaching, go there and let me know. And if you have any more comments, questions, whatever about, uh, exercise, about fat, about whatever you send them to me and I will answer them on this show. That's all I got for this week. And I'll talk to you soon.